has a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. Oh yeah, it's Friday night, middle of September. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you today? Well, I'm, uh, I'm I'm in a quandary. Why? Well, Friday night, that means tomorrow night it's Husker football, and I'm not sure whether to have the brats or the steak and baked potatoes. Oh, dear. Um, it's it's, uh, it's going to come down to a coin toss. I just know it. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'm going out as usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, either way I do it, it's going to be something on the grill, right? So. Oh, okay. Nope. Saturday nights and kitchens and I have an allergy to each other. <laughs> <laughs> um Folks, I got to tell you, uh, just minutes before we went on the air, Diane was suffering from both brain and tongue freeze. <laughs> and, and I, bring this, and I bring this up because if she starts to sound like Biden, it hasn't worn off yet. So. Oh, no, no, it's worn <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things we, we, you know, do and talk about right before we go on the, on the air. Always kind of fun. I mean, you know, we we connect up on Skype about twenty minutes before airtime, and and just chit chat about basically nothing. You know, True. I mean, uh, but you know, it, it gives Skype a chance to settle in. You know, the stream gets out on the air. And everything. Mm-hmm. So Diane was eating an ice pop, uh, as yes. is her custom before we go on the air. Well, that or um, ice cream. Yeah. You know, and, and either way, you're going to get brain freeze. And it happened. Happened this yes, evening. Yes, it happens. <laughs> but when it happens to your brain and your, your tongue at the same time, it's like, huh? <laughs> she was trying to tell me about something and nothing was making sense. <laughs> it was actually kind well, of Well, we're here now making sense, hopefully. Well, and, you know, we're here for the fastest hour in radio, mm-hmm. you know, and we've got plenty to talk about. Let's start tonight with the uh, Hunter Biden gun charge indictment. I am sure 
Diane, that we can look forward to a vigorous prosecution? Let's put it this way. In my opinion, this is a big waste of time because if anything was really going to happen as far as putting him in jail, and these charges do carry up to a possible 25-year imprisonment, Papa Joe will pardon him. Well, it's so never going to get that So it's kind of all a time waste. It is, and and it's never going to get that far. Um, no. and, and and I say this not in my opinion, but as a fact. The prosecutor in this case is the same guy that wrote the sweetheart deal trying to get Hunter Biden off of every charge for everything he's ever done wrong in his entire life. This is the guy that's prosecuting Hunter Biden. Give me a break. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a joke bar none folks. And it's a waste of our time because nothing is ever going to come of it. Uh, But you know what? Let the Bidens get a, t- uh, you know, a taste of what they've done to Trump all these years, a witch hunt. Well, and here's here's kind of one of the funny sidebars uh, from this whole thing. The indictment came down yesterday, and right away, just like clockwork, members of the mainstream media started sobbing in their soup and referring oh, yeah. not to Hunter Biden, but to Joe Biden as the real victim in this oh yes oh yes he's such a victim craig you know doesn't your heart just bleed for him it really does i mean msnbc was saying well you know hunter hunter yeah i mean you know he's he's done something wrong here but the real victim is joe biden because joe biden knows what it's what it feels like to suffer a loss and then of course they go they go into you know, his first wife and, and, you know, young daughter. And then, you know, of course, Bo Biden's demise, you know, and, and, you know, this, this is really, really hard on Joe. He's really the victim here. And I'm thinking, really, really? I thought you meant, uh, you know, that he lost his mind. Well, that was the loss you were talking they, about. They, they haven't, they haven't found those marbles in about 50 years. So. Yes. You know, I mean, but this, this whole thing, you know, don't, don't go getting excited anybody because Hunter Biden got indicted on a gun charge. Um, this is, this is going to be swept under the rug. Nothing major is going to come of this. Like Diane said, if, if, and it's a big if he were to be convicted of it, he'll get pardoned by dear old dad. And, uh, you know, and that'll be the end of it, except that it won't be the end of it, Diane, and I'll tell you why. Okay. From, from this point on, anybody who gets convicted of having a gun illegally should use the Hunter Biden defense. Well, you know that old saying, you know, what works for me doesn't necessarily work for thee. Yeah, well, I, I'm just saying, you know, if if somebody gets caught with a gun they're not supposed to have, maybe lying on a gun application form, just just using that as a for instance. Mm-hmm. 
and they they get run into court for it, the first thing that person's attorney should do is say, well, Hunter got away with it and and base their entire defense on Hunter Biden. I think yeah, this you- may be a backdoor way for liberals to uh, just just let more criminals out on the street. But you forget, we have two sets of laws in this country, one for liberals and the other for Republicans slash conservatives. Yeah, that's that's a fact. You know, when when I first heard about this indictment, I thought, really? You know, and there's a lot of people out there today that are saying, well, you know, this is the only thing they could uh, indict Hunter Biden on that doesn't directly implicate Joe Biden. And while that's true. There is nothing left to indict Hunter on that does implicate Joe directly because they let the statute of limitations run out on all of that stuff. Exactly. Well, you know, in a way, this indictment itself directly goes against certain laws of our land. For example, um, this indictment was served up by a U.S. attorney and now a special counsel despite the fact that Code 28 of Federal Regulation Section 600.03 requires that a special counsel be selected from outside the U.S. government. Hmm. And this uh, Weiss character, the the special counsel, the guy that wrote the sweetheart deal, he's definitely inside the government. Absolutely. No, No question about it. So this should be interesting, but I, I really, Craig, firmly believe this is a waste of time, right. taxpayer money, because nothing's going to happen. And if it does, Daddy will pardon them. Yep. I mean, you can smell it coming. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting that people might find interesting? Um, this federal provision that they got him on, which is 18 U.S. Code Section 922G3. Um, It criminalizes the possession of a firearm when one is an, what they call, unlawful user of or addicted to any stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance. And, you know, Biden never told them. I mean, everybody knew about him. But he still had to officially tell when he purchased the firearm, and he didn't. It goes further than not telling. There is a a thing on the firearm that asks the question, are you addicted to any of those things you mentioned? And he actually put in, no. No, he says. Well, you know. He's a filthy liar anyway. No kidding. He lies about everything. I mean, remember, this is the man who, after his brother died, he went after his brother's wife. Yeah. You know, and had a relationship with her. Not that she was, you know, too brainy for having a relationship with him, but he's the one that pursued it, had no respect for his brother that just died. I mean, this guy... Let's put it mildly, Craig. He's really scum. Yeah, he's a sleaze. I mean, he has absolutely no redeeming qualities whatsoever, in my opinion. You know, I mean, crack addicted, cocaine addicted, 
hooker addicted. You know, I mean, it's just the the list of of his problems goes on and on and on. You know, um, but you know the the big things. Uh, you know, failing to file as a foreign agent, uh, right. IRS. Um, you know, uh, not paying his taxes. You know, all of that stuff. All the the statute of limitations ran out on that. Exactly. And, and you can thank the same guy who's now quote unquote prosecuting him on the gun charge for allowing the statute of limitations to run. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, that's why I say we're not going to get a vigorous prosecution. I mean, I, no. I guarantee you what's going to happen is plea deal, a plea deal, you know, yeah. he'll, he'll plead uh, guilty and there won't be any jail time involved. He'll have to pay a fine, you know, and to pay a <laughs> fine, all he has to do is sell another, another one of his finger paintings, uh, and, and oh, that'll please. take him. Maybe he'll have to do community service, you know, and, and for a guy Which like community, the hooker community. Exactly. Exactly. You know, he'll, he'll just, he'll have to sit down and, uh, console, uh, wayward hookers with his unit. Oh. Well, you know what? I can't even imagine a hooker wanting to be with him. Seriously, he gives me the creeps. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to keep an eye on it. Don't expect anything of any great shakes to happen with this gun indictment on Hunter Biden. Um, I think, I think what it's going to wind up being is a comedy when it's all said and done. I, th- um. I think. It's one of those more like a where, fractured fairy tale. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you know, you, you just watch it unfold and you just throw up your hands and go, "Well, that wouldn't happen if I did it." That's true. Well, well kind of one of those. I just things. wish he'd go. I wish he'd go away. He belongs in jail, um, and so does his daddy. And. You know, it just needs to be done. We've got to stop excusing the bad behavior of elected officials and their families. You know, if, really. it, if it was if it was a Trump that did what Hunter did with the gun, they'd be trying to hang him in the town square at noon. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's just that. So clear. maybe they maybe we should give them a dose of what they've given our side. Well, I'd love to, except the prosecutor is on their side. I know. (laughs) You're not going to win. You know, that's why, to me, this is a waste of our time, we the people's time, our taxpayer dollars. Just give him his little slap on his wrist and send him on his merry way. Exactly. Um, Here's something that's rather troubling to me. Joe Biden mm-hmm. is threatening to veto a military pay raise. Yeah. And guys, when you hear the reason why, it will absolutely turn your stomach. And it's simply because it doesn't cater enough to transgenders nor to climate change. What that has to do with our military especially our military stationed in, you know, dangerous places. What 
does that have to do with them getting a pay raise? This man is a disgrace. I mean, the White House came right out and said it. Uh, If the bill, and it's a Republican bill from the House, if the bill, uh, H.R. 4365, were to make it to the president's desk, Joe Biden would veto it. Now, let me just fill you in a little bit for those of you who don't know what military pay is, okay? This bill actually has language in it that would make sure that absolutely not one single member of the military would make less than the equivalent of $15 per hour during a 40-hour work week. Now, oh, isn't that nice? Minimum wage for our military. Yeah, I mean, now think of it. Right now, there are people in the military making less than $15 an hour uh, equivalent during a 40-hour work week. If you can go to McDonald's and make $15 an hour or more, in some cases, in some places, McDonald's is paying up to $21 an hour, you would be much better off financially to take that kind of a paycheck than go into the military where people shoot at you. I know. This, this, is, this is absolutely insanity. And, you know, besides the transgender and the climate change, they don't like that there's not enough diversity initiatives. Abortion. Abortion. What does that have to do with our military per se, you know? Right. Um, it, it's what they're claiming is it is partisan policy provisions that would have devastating consequences, including access to reproductive health care, uh-huh. threatening the health and safety of, le- of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and intersex Americans, endangering marriage equality, hindering critical climate change initiatives, and preventing the administration from promoting diversity, equality, and inclusion. You know what? This sounds more like our our schools of, of higher indoctrination than it does the United States military. I was just thinking the same thing. I mean, this is sickness. I, now, I did an article here a while back about the military having trouble recruiting. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is part of the a big part of the reason why everything. I think it being, might be the main reason. Well, I think I think it is too. You know, everything, and and of course, you know, you ask the military, and I've got the quotes in that article. You can go to thenationalpatriot.com and and scroll down a couple of stories and a couple of articles, and you'll find it. But I've got quotes in there where high-ranking members of the military say, oh, no, our military is not woke. It is not woke. And and they're very vehement about that. But here you go. You got Joe Biden threatening to veto a pay raise for the military. Because of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex problems. If that's not woke, I don't know what is. But he's going to give more money to illegals who are criminals by their very nature of coming here illegally. They deserve more. 
than the United States military. This man has no right whatsoever to be commander in chief of the United States Armed Forces, period. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Right now, uh, the the lowest, you know, on the totem pole in our military, an E1, with roughly or at least, I guess, four months in the service, is only making $1,918 a month. Now, these are people mm-hmm. that have to go through basic training, which is not a walk in the park, by the way. No. Uh, they get into the military where they run the risk of having people try to kill them on a daily basis, and they're making $1,918 a month. Now, this proposed pay raise would raise that pay to $2,601 per month. Now, I don't know about the rest of you folks out there listening to this show, but if you're only going to pay me $2,600 a month to possibly get shot at and killed... I'm going to go work for McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, this, this is absolutely a slap in the face to every family whose family member gave their lives for this country. This is a slap in the face to our active military, our veterans, anybody connected with the military. This is disgraceful. This is not what a commander-in-chief should be. No, a commander-in-chief, you're, you're, the, you're the head of the military. You should right. be advocating for pay raises for the military. If you think you're having trouble now getting recruits to come into the military, wait till they get a load of this. I mean, if yeah. you're thinking, you know, if you're in that, 16, 17-year-old age range right now, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about, you know, maybe when I get out of high school, I'll join the military and I'll learn a a, a valuable trade or, uh, you know, learn something that, that once I get out of the military, I can use, um, you know, and, and, you know, further my indoctrinate, I mean, education, um, you know, and and then you realize that the commander-in-chief is telling you, no, you don't deserve uh, a pay raise, you know, because it's going to hurt the climate change situation. I didn't know we were at war with the weather. Well, in their minds, Craig, in their, what, what it passes for their minds, we are, they still have not accepted the fact that there's no such thing as climate change. It's naturally occurring weather cycles that come every X number of years throughout Earth's history. They refuse to accept that because it doesn't play into their narrative. Yeah, and I mean, now here's here's another thing that the White House is saying uh, about why they're going to veto this pay raise, Okay. They're saying it might create something called pay compression in some areas of enlisted military basic pay tables. Now, what that means is it would, according to them, not according to me, but according to them, it would remove an important incentive for enlisted members to seek increased responsibilities and earn promotions 
at the grade of E6 and higher, thus harming military readiness. I think maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I am. I think our military readiness will suffer from a lack of recruits before it suffers from pay compression. Oh, absolutely. What they're trying to pass that off is with the infamous word equity. That's what it's akin to, the whole nonsense about equity. It's the military. We've got serious problems here in our country because this nonsense has been allowed to go on too long. It should have been nipped in the bud when it first happened, but it wasn't. And now all these things are coming back to haunt. All these things are Democrat-initiated policies, procedures, whatever you want to call it. None of this nonsense comes from the Republican side. But the problem is the Republicans did not stand strong and united enough to stop it. Right. You know, and let me tell you something about equity in the military. The military, Mm -hmm. the, the whole premise of the military is based on Charles Darwin's survival of the fittest not equity right you know i mean if if you go into the military and you want to sit around in your bunk all day doing nothing okay playing video games on your phone you're gonna you're gonna get messed up and i mean really messed up the first time you have to go out on drills all right? right um and God forbid you should wind up in a war zone, you're going to get your ass shot off. Yeah. You know, but if, you, if you work hard, if you apply yourself, if you go through the training and try to make yourself better every single day, there's a pretty good chance you're going to get out of this alive. Oh, ab- absolutely. But what's most important now with China having a million man army, with their allegiances with North Korea and Russia, and of course the situation that could happen with Taiwan. We are talking now about a fighting force. I'm not talking equipment-wise, but a fighting force that not only outnumbers ours, but actually, as awful as this sounds, their heads are on straight while our heads are too busy you know, trying to be woke and accommodating. It's insane. I I just don't get it. You know, being in the military, you are prepared at all times to kill if you have to. But this nonsense, the people that are coming out of the military now, I'm not saying it's their fault, but our preparedness is not what it used to be. It's nowhere close to what it needs to be. That's for sure. I mean, you know, you look right down the line, there's only a couple of branches in the military right now that are meeting recruiting goals. The rest of mm-hmm. them are suffering uh, from a lack of recruiting. And why would you? Why would you want to go into the military where everything is geared towards wokeness and climate change? First of all, the first thing that has to be done is we've got to get rid of this woke nonsense. There's no such thing, folks, as woke nonsense. People should be judged 
by who they are, what they do, how they treat others. Basically, remember what Kennedy said? And Kennedy would be a Republican now, guys, so it's okay to say it. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are now in the diametric opposite of those words. Yeah, I mean, it's And it's true. a sad situation. I mean, they're worried if they give a pay raise to the military, um, people won't have an incentive uh, to try and increase their rank to get an increase in pay. I say right. if you preach equity in the military, you've ended any uh, desire by anybody in the military to work harder. If you can get equal or equity by doing nothing, why would you do anything? Yeah. And you know what? The Army, and I believe it's the Air Force, are the ones suffering the most. Right. Right. Yeah, space Force is doing great. The, Navy, um, I believe, the Navy's doing okay. The Marines are suffering, I think. Right. The, the SEALs, the, the men and women are not of the caliber that they need to be to be Navy SEALs. I mean, right now, you, you've got a bunch of people in the military. I hate to say this, but you, what you're doing is you're creating a military where you say, well, we're going to invade. Um, you know, we're going to storm the beaches on Friday. Oh, Fridays aren't good for me. I mean, that's what you're, you know, that's what you're creating. You're creating I'll, a military that's going to be a bunch of snowflakes. I'll go one step better. You're creating Obama's military where our military has its hands tied behind their backs as they work to save the hearts and minds of the enemy. Right. You're not going to arm them, but you're going to get them killed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. Folks, we've hit the bottom of the hour. That means the end of the first segment. We've got one segment left to go, and we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. So stay with us. There's more on Right Side Patriots after this. Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk, where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi, guys. Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's longtime Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, 
check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. Now, if you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button. You can listen to this show or any of the others in their entirety. Yes. Okay, so while Joe Biden is threatening to kill a 30% pay increase for the military, he is championing a 46% increase to the United Auto Workers. Well, that's because it's unions, and you know how Biden is, you know, hugs and kisses to unions. Um, But the thing is, in a way, I do understand the auto workers strike because these are the people that, you know, build our cars. Well, now with the push for electric cars, you know, whose lithium batteries we got to get from China, you know, those cars that need charging every 250 miles, you know, those ridiculous cars whose batteries cost thousands and thousands of dollars where it might not be worth even keeping your car if your battery goes. They're kind of pissed, and I don't blame them, for this whole industry the electric car industry, being shoved down America's throat while American gas, you know, cars, gas-driven cars, are hurting. Well... In a way, I understand what they're doing. Well, I... I I guess I can kind of understand that, but I don't buy into it. And, And I'll tell you why. UAW, the United Auto Workers, is complaining because they're losing money. Okay, mm-hmm. Who held a gun to their head and told them they have to make electric cars? Ford, in the last quarter alone, lost $1 billion on their electric cars. Okay, They should have known this was coming. I mean, you can, you can look at the whole infrastructure that surrounds the electric car market, and it's almost non-existent. Right. Okay? takes hours and hours to charge a car. If you get on a fast charger, it could still take half an hour. Sometimes you get to the charging stations, and they're all taken up, and you have to wait and wait and wait and wait before you can get in to get your car charged. Sometimes you get to the charging stations, and they've all been vandalized, so you can't plug your car in. Okay. The, the infrastructure surrounding the electric vehicle market sucks, and, and that's putting it mildly. That's one problem. Nobody, nobody, you know, the, these car manufacturers, the big three, Ford, GM, and Chrysler, they went into this electric thing of their own accord. Okay, they could have said no. Not really of their own accord. They I'm were kind you. of coerced. 
by the politics of it to have to go in with it uh, to compete with private companies like Tesla. It's not that they voluntarily said, oh, come on, we're going to build electric cars. No, they were manipulated to having to accept the fact that they had to build electric cars I, to compete I understand. with companies like Tesla. I understand what you're saying. But if they had the cojones, they could have said, no, this country isn't ready for that yet. You get the infrastructure in place, we'll climb on board. But until then, no. But they didn't have the intestinal fortitude to do that. That's one problem I have. The, the second problem I have, who do the unions push when it comes to elections? Which party is the union always oh, gee, behind? Let me guess. Okay. Right. The Democrat Party. Correct? Yeah. Okay. One of the big complaints, uh, the reason they want to force this 46% pay raise is because of inflation. Which party brought them inflation? The very party they always vote for. This inflationary pay raise, the necessity for it, is Joe Biden's fault. Well, you know something, Craig? Yes, it is Biden's fault, but I'm sorry. All of this crap started with Obama. Well, it did, but I mean, we didn't have this kind of inflation in the four years that Trump was in the Oval Office. This all started with Biden. This started with Biden shutting down the country, shutting it, and, and these unions, oh yeah, these unions, they were they were hot to trot when it came to shutting down because of COVID. Because that's what the party they vote for wanted them to do. Wait, 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 wait a minute here. Who shut down the country, Craig? I'm talking about Joe Biden. The country was shut down under Obama. I mean, I'm sorry, under Trump. Hold on here. It started under Trump, okay? We were open. We had mandates and everything in place under biden but the country was not shut down i'm talking about keeping it i'm talking about keeping it shut down okay this country on biden's orders because he was taking his marching orders from that idiot tony fauci yeah same as trump yeah they kept everything shut now which which group which advocacy groups wanted everything shut down the unions, they were all about staying shut down. Teachers unions, the UAW, any union you can think of got on board with that in a heartbeat under Biden. And oh yeah, we got to shut down. They're shut down for two years. Now they're complaining because COVID hurt them economically because they couldn't be open all the time the way they wanted to be. Well, whose fault is that? Okay, once again... The UAW, if they had the balls, could have said, no, we're not going to shut down. But oh, no. Oh, no. Or they could have said, hey, we're going to reopen. We, we got to reopen because the market needs us. The economy needs us. But oh, no. Oh, no. They wouldn't do that. Now they're complaining about it. I'm sorry. I You know, unions, when they first started, and this goes way, way back, 
when unions first started, they served a genuine good purpose. Now, they're nothing but a political advocacy group. Most unions have always been a political advocacy group. That's just the nature of unions. It's nothing new. It's been happening since the very beginning. And the biggest political advocacy group is probably the teachers' union. Yeah, I agree However, however, I... uh, Part of me understands what they're doing is they want more money for their workers who are having to compete what I consider unfairly with manufacturers who are predominantly electric vehicles because the electric vehicles are being pushed down every one of our throats. Okay. Yet at the same time, that the the auto workers cannot get pay raises, our taxpayer dollars continue to be funneled into the illegals. I I agree. I agree. Okay, I, don't, I don't have any that, problem with any of that. Okay, and that really is at the crux of a lot of this. The unions who are sticking up for their people legitimately, whether we... <coughs> Excuse me, whether we believe with them or not, you know, or not on a political aspect, this illegal nonsense keeps being shoved down our throats. All our monies have to go to them, to them, to them. Our workers, etc., like our military, are getting the short end of the stick. We need for regular cars, excuse me. to continue to be built. Yeah. I I understand all that. You know, it, hey, look, listen. If unions want their workers, if the if the UAW wants their workers to have more money in their pocket, cut union dues. Start yeah. there. You know, but you don't hear the UAW say, "Hey, we're going to cut back on union dues." Oh no. Oh no, we can't do that because those union dues, they don't go to really protecting the auto workers, they go to running Democrat campaigns. True. You know? Um, true. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if they get what they want, if they get this 46%, the union dues are going to go up. That's true. That's true. But you know what? Unions, for the most part, are still voluntary. They do push their workers to join them, but they don't have to join them. I don't know. So you got to look at it two two ways. I just think and if the, you can build the bottom them. line is we're still not taking care of our people, whether well, I, they're union or not union workers. We're not I, taking care of our people were favoring those who don't belong here. Right. And and I have no I have no problem with with your point on that at all. It's a, it's a good solid valid point. And, and and it's a point that needs to be made. You know, but I'm just saying if uh, if you're a car company, if you're one of the big 3 car companies, okay? And you can build a car that more people are going to want 
because it gets better range on a tank of gas than an electric car gets on a battery charge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can build it for less than what the electric cars are selling for. Chances are you're going to be making money hand over fist right now. True. You know, and I mean, I live in a part of the country out here, rural America, and rural America is the biggest part of the country, all right, where if you have an electric vehicle, you're not going to be able to go very far or go anywhere very often because you can't find charging stations out here, you know, um, in, in my little town, it's a 50-mile round-trip drive to the grocery store, mm-hmm. okay? Or if I have to go into town to run errands, or if I own a farm or a ranch anywhere in this country, not, not just up here in north-central Nebraska, I'm talking about anywhere in rural America, where you have to drive every day to get things done. What if you are a salesperson and you have to be out there on the road every day? You're not going to be able to get by with an electric vehicle if you're covering any of rural America, which is the vast majority of America. Well, you know what? People have to start saying no to electric cars. If people don't buy them, the industry itself will collapse. Electric cars, the concept of them is not a terrible concept. No, it's, it's a good concept. we don't concept. have the technology now to make it successful. So it needs to be put on the back burner. People need to stop buying them. And then we go back to our gas-powered, gasoline-powered cars. Yeah, maybe we can clean up the the fumes a bit. It's not about climate change. It's about pollution, folks. The left still doesn't know the difference between pollution and climate change. No, they don't have a clue. Um, But we are not ready technology-wise to make electric cars highly successful. Technology and infrastructure. To do it. We don't have the technologies to do it. We don't have the desire. The, most of the people do not desire electric cars. This is one industry that really needs to be put on the back burner. Sorry, Elon Musk. I know you're, you're trying to do, you know, the right thing, but it might be, at the, it might be the right thing at the wrong time. You know, if Elon Musk wants to make a bazillion dollars, he should figure out the infrastructure and technological problems associated with EVs instead of just making the EVs. Right. I mean, it, it seems to me we got the cart before the horse. You know? Yeah. We, now, think of, think of this, and, and we'll move on to the next subject. But just think of this. California wants everybody, they don't want to be selling any new cars that burn gasoline in what, 2030 or something like that? 30. I think it's 2030. Okay. So every new car that gets sold, if they get their way in California, will have to be an EV. Without the infrastructure, without the technology, we've all seen gridlock on the, on the 
Southern California freeways. Right. So what's going to happen? You're sitting there in your car in a giant parking lot, and your battery dies. What do you do then? You swelter, you curse the car, you kick it, you get out of it, you start walking. Yeah, but you're going to have stalled cars littering the freeways. Right. You know, I mean, it's just something else to think about. Finally, in tonight's show, Joe Biden's pretend life. And Diane, he just keeps making crap up. Yeah, now he's a teacher. A professor? Uh, yeah, a, a professor. I mean, this is this is a joke. He was he a was up there. Joke. Joe Biden is living a make believe life, just like the transgenders live make believe. You know, sex change. Joe Biden is actually living a pretend life. He's pretending he was this, that, and the other thing. When the reality is, he's just you know brain dead half the time i mean he was up there on stage the other day talking about how he was a professor at a university and he taught a certain topic a certain subject problem is yeah the, the problem is he was never a professor yeah Okay. What he actually said is democracy is at stake, folks. Our democracy is under attack. And we gotta, not got to, but we gotta fight for it. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years, and I taught political theory. Really, Joe? You're a liar. Now, was that before or after he was an 18-wheel truck driver? Uh Probably after. <laughs> Another profession he never had. Right. Okay. Uh, was this before or after he talked to the dead Amtrak uh, conductor that used to call him Joey? Because that story he keeps telling and telling, it's been debunked for years. At the time when Joe supposedly had that conversation on the Amtrak train with that very conductor, that very conductor had been dead for years. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about what about when he got arrested going to see Nelson Mandela? Never happened. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. You forgot his uh, latest one before this. He was at 9-11 helping out the day after 9-11. Right. He was, he was there at ground zero the next day, and it looked like he was looking through the gates of hell. That was his quote. He wasn't yeah. there the day he says he was there. He wasn't there for, for 12 days. The day he Maybe says he, he was there. Maybe he watched it on TV. Maybe well, TV is his reality. The, the day he says he was there. He was actually on the floor of the Senate giving a speech. And and mm-hmm. what about this thing from a few weeks ago where he claimed to have been in Pennsylvania and personally witnessed a bridge collapse in front of him? Right. Okay. Then he wasn't there when that bridge collapsed. He didn't get there to the site till hours later. Right. But but he said I I was there. I actually saw that bridge collapse. No you didn't. No, you didn't. He he's he's either a total serial liar, or he is so far gone into dementia, 
that he's either hallucinating or he has really crossed over the line into not just dementia, but full-blown Alzheimer's. I'll tell you, though, he's been telling a lot of these stories for years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, you, you give a choice between dementia or serial liar. I call him a a lying dog-faced pony soldier. (laughs) That's what I would call him. You know, I mean, he's been making this crap up for years. Remember, in college, he had to plagiarize material for his thesis. That's very true. That's very true. You know, I mean, this this guy's been telling lie after lie after lie. Never never spoke to my son about his foreign business dealings. Never spoke to my son, his business partners, or anybody else about all the, those foreign uh, dealings. Never was in business with my son in foreign business dealings. My son didn't make any money from China or Russia or any of those other countries. Lie after lie after lie after lie. This guy's living in fantasy world. Yeah. Well, that's signs of dementia. Signs of a liar. Well, uh, well, both, of course. And the only reason he's still here is because nobody, even the Democrats, don't want Kamala Harris, except, except, except the ladies of The View. Oh, they my said God. They will not support Biden if he fires uh, the woman of color that is Kamala Harris. Not the woman who's if he qualified. Changes, I don't mean fire. I mean if he picks a different VP. Yeah, not not if he picks a different VP who might actually be qualified, but if right. he ditches the VP of color, that's when they. I mean, it's it's not about qualifications. It's not about merit. It's not about. Who actually could sit in the chair if need be? It's all about color. It's all about gender. It's always all about color for a certain group of people, it seems. I mean, it's it's crazy. And and speaking of the ladies on The View, they went off on Tim Scott again. Oh, what if he marries somebody like Clarence Thomas's wife, Jenny Thomas? What if he marries a Jenny Thomas? That's or Jenny Thomas. That's what they they said. What if he marries a a Jenny Thomas. Now, by a Jenny Thomas, what they mean is a white woman. No kidding. Isn't he married to a black woman? No, he's not married. He's single. Oh, I thought he was married. Okay. No, no. Tim Scott is single. But what if he marries, quote unquote, a Jenny Thomas? And if he does, so what? So what? You know, I mean, so what? Again, you, you, you go back, you look at TV commercials. Every couple in TV commercials is mixed race, but oh no. Oh no, Tim Scott can't do that. You know, I mean, who the hell cares? You know, here it is. It's these these liberal black women and men that are screaming this against, basically against whites. But isn't it Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? who said, judge not by the color of their skin, but their content. So I, I, I paraphrase, folks. They, they don't want the anything to do with The character. I guess, you know, 
they're defaming Dr. King. Right. But they don't care. And, and they don't care. You know, I mean, this is how ridiculous this whole thing has gotten. And and there's this doddering old idiot sitting there in the Oval Office, doesn't know what day it is or what flavor of pudding is on the menu. Right. Making up crap day after day and going out and telling people out and out lies. You know, I mean, we're talking about the guy that almost lost his wife and his cat in a 67 Corvette. In a kitchen fire, which leads me to question, what the hell is his Corvette doing in the kitchen? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Biden, and you know what Biden's good for? He's good for a laugh. And that's kind of pathetic in its own right. It's just sad and it's sick. Folks, yes. I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap up the show just a few minutes early tonight. Uh, why? Because we can. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's just that simple. Um, if you missed any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button. This show and all the rest are all there waiting for you. Yes, they are. And with that, I'll say nighty night, folks. Have yourselves a great weekend, folks. We'll catch up with you again next Tuesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>